You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in. This is your Monday Locked On Syracuse podcast. Tyler Aki and Tim Leonard. Hope all of you out there had a great weekend. Today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. You will get 20% off your next order. We're going to continue our conversation today with Matthew Gutierrez from The Athletic, covers the Syracuse Orange, and we're going to talk all things Dior and the future of recruiting because remember, this was supposed to be a mega 2022 class, now without its prized recruit in Dior Johnson since he has decommitted from the program. Things are a little bleaker at this point, so we will talk to Goody and continue that conversation. If you missed part one, First of all, what are you doing? First of all, just subscribe to our channel. If you're new to the show, subscribe. You will get the latest episodes in your inbox every single morning in your Apple Podcasts, your Spotify feeds, Stitcher, Google Play, all that stuff. You'll get it every single day. We're with you Monday through Friday. You can also check out the show on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse where you'll get the latest SU news. And of course, the big news from over the weekend, Jim Bayheim, the head man for the Syracuse basketball team, testing positive for COVID-19. So Tim and I are going to break all that down because as of recording this right now, we don't have a whole lot of information other than the fact that he has tested positive. Now, it seems like based on the statement he put out on his Twitter account, that he is asymptomatic for the time being. So hopefully everything is all right there. Our thoughts and prayers are with the Bayheim family. But again, this situation is only beginning to develop. So we will get you all that stuff on tomorrow's episode. What does this mean? And hopefully we have more details by the time we talk to you tomorrow on the Tuesday episode. So we'll do all of that, including will this opener against Bryant, which is scheduled now in less than two weeks, a week from Friday, Syracuse is supposed to be playing Bryant. We will dive into whether or not that game actually tips off in a little under two weeks now. And we're also going to later on in the week get into some more basketball recruiting stuff because Syracuse went out and offered, or at least is looking at, uh, Kadir Copeland. So that's another name to look out for for some Syracuse basketball recruiting news throughout the week. So we will address all of that. But we have to continue our conversation. Great Dior stuff coming up. In case you missed the last one, we're continuing that conversation here today. So Matthew Gutierrez from The Athletic will continue our conversation about Dior and Syracuse basketball recruiting. I had heard some rumblings that when Dior committed, it kind of took the coaching staff by surprise going back to February when it first happened. Do you think there's some truth to that? It did. So um, he told the staff on Tuesday of that week, if you guys remember, it was a f- mid-February. It was the Wake Forest game leading into that, yeah. Yeah, I think it was after the Duke game, or maybe it was the week after the Duke game. I can't – around there, yeah. It might have been the week after Duke, but – or ten, let's just say 10 days after – about a week after the Duke game, right? He visited with Sion Cruz, funny enough at the Carrier Dome for that game, tells the staff on Tuesday of either the following week or, or the week after that, hey, I'm coming to Cuse. Made it public, posted about it on Friday night, I think, right? It was a Friday about, probably about 5, 5, Thursday, honestly, Eastern time. Yeah. S- similar time to uh, to when he decommitted, which was about 2 o'clock Pacific time, 2.30. Um, it could just be a coincidence. but So he uh, told the staff Tuesday, announced it on Friday, 
I was told the staff did not they, – they felt good about their prospects with Dior. By no means did they think he was committing midway through 10th grade. But no, no way. No, they thought maybe it would progress in the summer. Maybe he would commit in the fall. Maybe he would commit as a junior, which is early, but a lot of guys do that. So certainly came a lot sooner than, than Q's anticipated, even though they felt good about where they were with him. Being a top recruit in 2002 like Carmelo Anthony and being a top recruit in the class of 2022, night and day there. I mean, totally different things. You've got Dior. He's got his superstar friends, blue check mark, 550,000 Instagram followers. Do you think his celebrity was too big to actually come to Syracuse? Like, is he a guy that's kind of Kentucky, Duke, UNC, or he's not playing college basketball? In a way, yeah. I mean, Cuse has never... And Bayham even said it today on the Zoom. Cuse is not a one-and-done place, right? I mean, there's a few exceptions. He even mentioned Tyler Ennis' example. Cuse did not anticipate him being a one-and-done guy. Like, he just had a really, really good freshman year on an outstanding team that overachieved, uh, at least during the regular season. And he bound, and his draft stock's good, right? I mean, it's, you're not going to get much better than that, so you leave. You get your money. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, for these guys, their decision. Uh, outside of him, you know, outside of Carmelo, uh, there's probably a couple examples out there, right? A lot of these guys are, are two, three, four-year players at Hughes, um, similar to Villanova, similar to Virginia. Uh, they're not Duke-Kentucky formula. So I think there is some truth to that in a way. Dior is, is a celebrity in a lot of ways and, and, and wouldn't fit at Syracuse. I don't think the Syracuse approach, I wrote about the recruiting approach in, in April, I think it was. Um, they're, they're not attracting one and done talent. That's never part of their pitch. I think Coach Cal, legit in his pitch, is like, you can play here one year, start, and go to the league. You know, and that's that, that pitch works for him, but it's just not uh, what works at Cuse. Cuse is, is, needs those veteran guys, and you play a couple of years, and then maybe you get to the league. So um, I, I do think, you know, Dior is maybe more of a celebrity, but to be honest, totally honest, I don't see him playing college basketball a number of scouts don't see him playing college basketball so i mean i don't even think there's a conversation about about blue bloods with him one more dr question for you and then we'll move on to a couple other things just to put a bow on the whole thing was the dr experience worth it for syracuse it's a, it's a big question it's a good one too um it's I don't know if it was. I think looking back, Cuse, I don't think they would regret anything, though. Like, given the same circumstances, you go after top dogs. He's a New York State kid who apparently a few years ago dreamed – it was, quote-unquote, his dream school, although that that phrase does get – is cliche now and gets thrown around a lot because you hear it so much in recruiting. I don't even know if it you – know, where it's – where it's truthful and where it's not, to be honest with you. I, I, don't, I can't envision how all these schools can be some stream school, right? Um, but maybe it was, right? And, and, and this, I think a lot went into this. GMAC worked so hard on him, but I think he progressed so fast uh, and, and moving out to LA, uh, you know, hanging out with LeBron and, and apparently driving his car or, or if, if, there, if there's any, uh, you know, credibility there and, hanging out with uh, a lot of celebs and playing basketball with NBA players this past summer. Um, There's just, there was a lot there and I know he was a a headache for the staff uh, in in some ways. And uh, again, a great kid, but just a lot of, a lot of work, I think on the recruiting front required 
So, uh, you know, looking, you know, now that we're in 20, uh, you know, we can view it in, in hindsight. I think, uh, no, it was probably a, at best a, kind of a, a, a neutral thing and, and, and probably a, a, a loss just because Q's devoted so much time and resources to this, right? And, and just it kind of faded away uh, rather quickly. And, and that way, I think it would be more of a, a loss. Hey, you know what we've got back this weekend? We get to watch our guys play some football. And while I missed not watching our team last week, I didn't miss out on kicking back with some mountain cold Coors Lights. There's no better way to watch any sport or team than with Coors Light. That means when hoop season is back, there's double the reason to stock up on Coors Lights. Think about it this way, okay? You get a midweek basketball game inside the dome. Then you follow that up with a football and basketball doubleheader on a Saturday. And you'll need some Coors Lights to match all the sports you're about to be watching. I love this time of year when you get the intersection of football and basketball, my two favorite sports, and you just get to kick back, relax, watch some sports, and drink some Coors Lights with it. When you need a moment to chill, do what I do. Reach for the beer I use when I need to unwind and just watch some sports, Coors Light. It's cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged, so that way it arrives to your door as cold and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. And now it's never been easier to get Coors Light delivered straight to your door. Just go to get.coorslight.com. Again, that's get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Golden, Colorado. So some of the other big news that came out this week is Roddy Gale. We're recording this before he's announced his decision, but I think most would agree that it's kind of consensus Ohio State at this point and be kind of a surprise that it's Syracuse. And at the start of the week, many were probably thinking it was Syracuse. And for a while, I think he's kind of been linked to Syracuse because he's Niagara Falls and and there was seemed to be a good connection there. What do you think happened in Roddy Gale's commitment? Yeah, you know, I, I woke up to that too, right? It was it Monday or Tuesday, 247 Sports, uh, leading recruiting site. You know, they had, what, seven recruiting analysts pick Ohio State with, with quote, confidence. Um, yeah. You don't, you don't see that too often with with these guys, right? I mean, Amani Bates, you knew. Um, I think Sky Clark, you knew. Uh, some of the high, that, like, five-star big-time guys sometimes allude to where they're going. And you just kind of know it's that's a natural fit. But with some of these four stars who are really good players, but not quite like the best, best in their class, there's a lot of gray area. You don't know, right? They have great offers, but they're all great, you know, great programs. I mean, he could be a stud at Pitt, play right away. He could go to UConn, which is building something. I know Marquette raved about him and wanted him to start right away. I mean, the dude had a, plenty of options and good options. He's going to be an impact player. Cuse, Cuse wanted to, to to have him too be the next Johnny Flynn and Paul Harris, which they sent him. I think mail materials in the mail uh, to do that. But uh, yeah, all, all signs pointing to Ohio State again. Two forty-seven Sports not usually that confident uh, with a four-star with seven people. And then I, I got uh, heard Tuesday that it was pretty much a done deal with Ohio State as well. So uh, obviously not adding a lot there, but just kind of confirmation of, of what we what we had heard. Uh, you know, as far as what happened. I know he and GMAC had a really close relationship for, for some time. Cuse was one of the first high majors to offer him back last fall before Ohio State did. Uh, and, and I think GMAC would be texting him in the mornings. You know, Roddy said how much uh, it'd be cool to play for someone like GMAC. But I think two reasons. One, uh, you know, by the time he comes in, Buddy and Joe will be 
will be veterans, but they still will be in the program, right? They're probably both going to be in the program at least in the 2022-23 season. Joe could stay another year, use that fifth year of eligibility. Uh, between that and the fact that I think Ohio State did something real remarkable lately to sway him. I don't know what it was. It might just be play, start as a freshman, and that was enough for him. He wants to stay close to home. Obviously, Columbus, Ohio is pretty close, five-hour drive. Syracuse, three-hour drive. You know, about the same. We, we don't want to debate uh, five hours versus three hours. Too close to home schools um, for, for for Roddy. And, and you know, I think Cuse was a little surprised. They thought they were in a really good spot a couple weeks or a few weeks ago maybe. Uh, and Ohio State seemed to, seemed to turn a corner uh, with him of late. He told me in, in the summer, I want to make visits and I'm not making any decisions until the virus goes away. Of course, we're in a new, we're in a second wave and no, no end in sight. So I think uh, something happened in the interim and, and he's a Buckeye probably. So once upon a time, Syracuse had the top 2022 class. Now, albeit it was one guy, top five guy, whatever, but now they have no one. And of course, having no one in the 2022 class, not an uncommon thing. This is so, so early in the cycles. Tim and I can't, emphasize that enough but again Syracuse is looking at some of the big dogs in this class where do you expect this group to rank when it's all said and done it's a tough one right they were certainly really aggressive early have been we don't know where things stand with JJ Starling you know word is out he wants to play for a blue blood he wants to pop you know probably get away from home so uh you know does he stay for Cuse now that Dior is gone maybe because maybe that spot's open now um, but uh, well, from what we've heard, from what's been reported in other places, I think he does want to go go somewhere else out of central New York. That could change um, with J.J. as a priority, Roddy probably to Ohio State. Um, I think the attention now turns to to that kind of next tier on Q's radar. I, I, we don't know what the deal is with Chance Westry. He was apparently supposed to commit with Dior uh, back in February that same night, right? What a, what a splash that would have been, those two. Uh, I believe Chance is a five-star guy, but he might be just a four-star still. Uh, two two high-level guys committing. Don't know what the deal is with Chance. I don't know if he's still in contact with Cuse or not. Um, he's one of the few guys I just haven't gotten a hold of. Uh, his dad didn't want to talk, and, and I don't know. So it could be positive for Cuse. Uh, we just don't know. Uh, so I think Cuse turns to guys like Justin Taylor, who they've really prioritized. He's a really good shooter, kind of like – player like Buddy in a lot of ways, uh, but he's probably more advanced than Buddy was as an 11th grader. Uh, Donovan Kling, and obviously a really good center prospect that Cuse was his first high major offer, so maybe that helps in the long run, although Donovan probably gets some Michigan, Michigan State offers soon and, and, and blossoms nationally. So, I mean, you can go down the 247 list, but, you know, you're getting down to, to middle of the pack already on that list. So, um, you know, Cuse will, Cuse will have their work cut out, but no doubt they usually end up with, with four-star guys. It might not be a top 20 class, but they'll probably float somewhere top 40. All right, more to come with Matthew Gutierrez. First, I want to tell you guys about my favorite protein bar. That's, of course, Built Bar. Actually, had a Built Bar today. Dipped into it when I was out on the golf course. Had a little... Postmasters nine holes in, in the twilight hours today after what was kind of a, a pretty boring Masters, if we're being honest, but props to Dustin Johnson. So dipped into the caramel brownie today. That's one of the six new flavors. They've now got 18 flavors. They come in nut and non-nut flavors. You can go with cookies and cream, coconut almond, raspberry, which is really good, salted caramel, double chocolate, 
the toffee almond, whatever flavors you like, I guarantee that Built Bar has some variation of it. And these bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're very soft, very easy to chew. I cannot speak highly about them enough. They're great for the health-conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. So I don't know what you're waiting for. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use our promo code that gets you 20% off if you use our promo code Locked On. It's all one word. Gets you 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. What about Ty Rogers and Bryce Lindsey? Have you heard anything on those guys and where Syracuse stands there? Yeah, not, not a whole lot. You know, trying to learn about Bryce. He's more recent uh, of a guy. I think he has a Georgetown offer, but not a whole lot uh, else nationally of yet. He he might he's an intriguing guy, candidate, some someone to watch. Uh, then with Ty Rogers, don't know a whole lot. I don't know the degree of their conversations. Um, uh, from from what I've seen, I think I spoke with his high school coach this summer. Houston seemed top of the list, but also wasn't really like out of the question. So I'm uh, probably a little early with with him. Uh, certainly some names to keep an eye on. And uh, you know, like like we said, we might, we might not even see 2022 commits till next year. And the other thing is, look, I know you discussed it, but recruiting front now is going to include the transfer market, right? With the eligibility rule now, guys can just play next year. Hughes will certainly lose some players next year. Beheim even said that on the Zoom today. Like, we're probably going to have kids transfer out. And Hughes, on the other hand, will probably get uh, uh, an impact transfer next spring. So, and I can almost assure you that, so just like Alan Griffin. So, uh, I would also keep in mind that the transfer market can almost, quote unquote, act as, as a recruiting class. Last one for you here, and uh, let's keep it 30 seconds or quicker. With the the virus now, we're seeing the second wave right here. Where's your skepticism level for winter sports this upcoming season? I know the Ivy League just canceled their basketball season. Where's your skepticism level? Let's go. I, I don't know, man. I'm a, I'm a little worried. Uh, I'm definitely skeptical that this can work. My thought is, look, Bayham kind of said it today. Tom Izzo said it. These guys are probably safer with their teams anyway. They're getting tested, hand sanitizer, private jets, hotels. I think they're safer playing with each other than than uh, being out on their own at home or wherever else they would be. I don't know where else they would be uh, going out to parties, gatherings, being out in the public, right? I mean, there, there's always going to be a risk. They're probably safer with their teams. So I think just go for it and, and hope that you get as many games in as possible. And certainly hard for the NCAA to turn down another billion-dollar check. That's for sure. Goody, mm-hmm. thanks so much, as always. Appreciate your time, your insight. Great stuff. Go check out his work on The Athletic, and we look forward to talking to you once hoop season is underway, less than two weeks now. Coming up, fellas. I really appreciate your time. Always a pleasure to chat. All right, great insight from Matthew Gutierrez. We always love having him on, and we're looking forward to what's going to play out now in this class of 2022 because it was looking like it was going to be maybe the best recruiting class in Syracuse history, and now the future is just kind of up in the air with all that stuff. So we'll always continue to track here, and you can check us out on Twitter, at LO underscore Syracuse. We'd love to get your thoughts on the class of 2022 and what's on the horizon for this Syracuse team moving forward. All right, coming up later on in the week, we're going to get into, of course, all the Jim Beheim and COVID news. And then we'll also talk some more hoops recruiting, as I mentioned, with Kadir Copeland. And guess what? This week, 
the NBA draft. So we're going to break down what Elijah Hughes' prospects are for the upcoming week because this is the biggest week of his life. He's about to go live out his childhood dream. Where could he land? What are the best fits for him? And hey, if you want the national perspective of all of this stuff, check out Chad Ford's Big Board, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Chad Ford, yep, he's back doing draft coverage. So you can get all of the top tier draft coverage leading into Wednesday's NBA draft. It's one of my favorite nights of the year. I've been so antsy getting ready for this night, watching all of these college guys move on to the next level. So get all the latest from Chad Ford and let him break it down and maybe let him tell you where Elijah Hughes might go too because he's starting to creep his way into the first and it would not surprise me if he is taken by a team in the first 30 picks. So we will discuss that throughout the week. Enjoy the rest of your Monday and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Oh.